0: podcast of New Poetry Reviews. I'm Benjamin Landry. Taken down from the bookshelf today is Console by Colin Channer, published by FSG in July 2023. Poised as we are, just past the inflection point, at the initial downward slope of climate change, it is natural and human to quake at the magnitude of developments unfolding around us. Devastated biodiversity, dwindling resources, increased economic disparity, and social-political upheaval are all twenty-first century hallmarks that few of us alive and cognizant at the end of the previous century hoped for or foresaw. But in his new collection, Console, Jamaican-born poet Colin Channer uses implication and deliberate linguistic indeterminacy to point out that abundance and disaster have always inscribed and underwritten each other. Hope and dread are always, and perhaps always equally, possible. Take for instance Channer's extended meditation on the New England double hurricanes of 1954, Carol and Edna, in 1955, Connie and Diane, occasioned by his residence in Rhode Island. Historical buildings in downtown Providence often feature plaques with high-water marks indicating hurricane flooding the most severe of which, in 1938, brought 12 to 15 feet of storm surge to low-lying parts of the city. The water left its dark meniscus, but it also saturated the civic memory. In some poems, Channer likens the rapaciousness of these storms to colonialism in its chief engine, slavery. Elsewhere, the historical superimpositions are less monolithic. In the poem Aftermath, the eye of the hurricane is mapped onto the eye of a young photographer, the camera itself being a further extrapolation of that eye. In contemplating photographs of these storms, the speaker is cast back to the aftermath of storms in his Jamaican childhood. I'm half-dissolved to Kingston, maybe 72, tooling some neighbor's cousin's neighbor's camera in our small, well-planted yard. Then inside, in storm season, when sun would hit and hold a vocable, Diminish it to palms-together leaves, And we tuck in, from porch and batten, Flabbergasted mongrel too, No current, louvers tight as hatches, Outside rumoring like war, Caught water rationed, The candles for the duppy dem eked out, Mine always at the ready ratchet knives. Lenses in now, vision up, Outside a mill, a village in a valley thick with conifers made plaid by window grids. The print steadies, agitation fixed. In the caroming prepositions, in, up, out, the poem invites us to both behold and be beheld, whether in the guise of the steadying eye of the speaker, simultaneous across history, or in the eye of the hurricane, which, like death, is omnipotent and outside of time. The poem is a very charming time machine, and an exploration of subjectivity. Channer's superpower, his ability to hurtle through time and space via the slippage between images and denotations, has a concrete origin described in the collection's early poem, How Long Could I Have Been Weightless? Although the poem is written in measured couplets, the action and the associations are acrobatic, and the diction is clipped. The speaker describes surviving what seems a serious car crash in the wintry Berkshires. The side-muscling came in series, ripples, quivers, pulse, and I was in it, counter-steering, while the coffee spilled and the careening into, through, and out of what the frost-dimmed lights could see, all murk then, the whole world untrustworthy, murk and splat, and splat in speed and ridges the rudder backlit by dials, the fingers and their grips, the road itself a reef, and I was skidding, skidding, tread and road unbonded into flight. How long could I have been weightless? Does it matter now? I reach now to recall what flew by me. Trees in kelp shadow, gelid embankments, snow shoals, formations of a world so much like ours, just under water. How quickly the car crash becomes an underwater ecosystem, the whiplash weightlessness giving way to the calm, neutral buoyancy of the diver gliding over the wondrous reef, or a sailor skirting a bar. Channer's survival of this wreck is as fortuitous, wondrous, and ludicrous as is the splendor of reef marine life. Perhaps the undersea world emerges via loss of consciousness, but it seemed somehow waiting in the wings from the term side-muscling at the start of the scene, or what any New England winter driver would describe as fish This poem, and many others in console, operate in like fashion by implication and euphemism. At root premise of the collection is the idea that poetry consoles by collapsing distances. As ultimately imperfect as they are, poetic language and images bring us as close as we can to capturing and effectively conveying experience, not only what happened, but how it felt to happen. Thus, for instance, Channer describes the shade of linden trees as consoling. What comes even closer to providing solace for Channer is music, his favorite reggae and electronic dancehall music featuring a DJ at a console. Second set and Rob Roy Let Loose. He wills that small hall bigger. Fashions for his comfort, first a cable, then a mic. Fear in four chambers, he's stasis. Acoustic, he hovers, leans backward, held by history in the interstice of fall and flight. The musician exists between states, in the manner of all oracles. In the long poem, Lent, Janner returns to the language of music, describing his perception of the world as overdubbed. In this way, I'm kin to semi-literates, he writes. Brother to knaves. Error-maker, I navigate on faith. The world, as Channer recounts, is alighted and permeable. Channer is also a prodigious magpie, as he recounts his early creative stirrings in another dance hall poem, Bedazzled, recalling a performance of renowned reggae singer Burrow Banton. Hearing Burrow trace the sky in couplet, the mic from Nicodemus arming boom, rearming hand to hand. I began to ribby bang, bong widly, find giddy in the sounds of dead books, so Eftist and cockahoop hoop amused me. Good nonsense, like slang dang, and every Dolby short cassette respooled by pencil, fox ship, made school ordered scansion drum that Elizabethan's road rhythm, bedazzled, and the work turned pay itself, at night, parts assigned, soft-said. The child, Colin, feels the rhythmic and linguistic connection, the vibe between the parts he has been assigned to read in Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet, whence cock-a-hoop, and the barked or enacted responses to Burroughs' jam. His schoolboy days and heady nights combine, No wonder he became a poet. Console is incantatory, filled with striking language. There are idylls and meditations and cries and memorable imagery. There are also some stunning lines. To be black where I live now is to bivouac. White is wilderness in all seasons, Channer writes in the poem Roots. He is wary and aware of America's racist rot. He's also alive to the liberating possibilities of solidarity, as he goes on to evoke, Little Massachuck, Sachewist, Sapowit, say them soft, no, shout these native names, Names of the plowed near and housed too, the made margin, the salvaged by road, The done to as America tends to do with indigenes, it's what it fails to kills. Why do we need this poetry now? Colin Channer's Console does just as advertised. Along the way, the collection delivers linguistic invention and rhythmic musicality. It reminds us that hope is as inevitable as disaster. I finished rereading Console on a day when smoke from Canadian wildfires blotted out the sun and made outdoor activities dangerous. Channer's unique lyricism sustained me. And I know that tomorrow the winds will shift. That's it for this episode of Verse Curious. Much gratitude to Debra Sedel for our theme music, with production assistance from Ryan Miller. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, share, and consider donating via the button on the Verse Curious Red Circle homepage with my thanks in advance. See you next time.